All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers can learn how to grow their bootcamp and social media. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers go to grow their bootcamp. I'm super excited because this week we've got an absolute rock star. If you've been following the series, you'll be noticing that we're interviewing every single one of the finalists for the Australian Personal Trainer of the Year, which this person is one of those. Now, this person I've got on the line here, not only is he a personal trainer, he's also a medical doctor who has been featured on 2UE, on the Today Show, on 2GB, on Daily Mail, and on Honey. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Mr. Anthony Bloomfield. Anthony, how are you? Very well. Thank you, Jono. Thank you so much for that kind introduction. Uh, really excited to be with you on the show and can't, can't wait to get into it. Awesome. I'm the same. I like to start all these podcasts off, Anthony, with a, um, a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got one for us? Yeah. Yeah, look, I've got a couple. I think um, for, from an entrepreneurial point of view, uh, there's one that Steve Jobs used to say, and that is to see things in the seed, that is true genius. And it's, it's really about this idea of, you know, people with, with great vision are the ones that can see something very simple uh, and, and find ways to really grow and scale that simple idea. Um, so that one really inspires me. And then the other one is, um, from the Tao Te Ching, and that's, that's really a reminder around um, the, the ego that we all have to judgment and decision-making, um, and for me, that's a good reminder to just, you know, make sure I'm coming from a place of gratitude and, and serving others. Yes, wow. I love both of those from both different viewpoints there, so thank you very much for sharing, Anthony. Now, what I'd like to talk about today, if it's all right with you, is your journey or your story, because a lot of my listeners are probably listening to this and being like, wow, you know, this is Anthony Bloomfield. He's a finalist for Australian Personal Trainer of the Year. I would love to be a finalist for the Australian Personal Trainer of the Year. What does he do and how did he get there? So we've got probably 15, 20, 25 minutes. I'm happy for you to start wherever you want to start. Let us know where this journey started for you. And if it's okay, if there's any points that you can sort of stop at and be like, so, hey, here's what I learned from that journey there. Or if I see any points where we can stop and give some of the listeners tips, that would be great. Is that all right with you? Yeah, sounds great. Cool, man. Well, start us where you want to start us. It can be when you are five. It can be last year. It can be five years ago. You be the, the, the judge here. Yeah, sure. I guess so. I've taken uh, the path less travelled. Um, so for me, I, I've always been physically active. I remember, you know, my parents getting me started in junior soccer back when I was five. Um, and, and really growing up, I played a whole array of, of sports, soccer, cricket, you know, running, swimming and so on. Um, and eventually uh, I found my way into a sports high school. I went to Narrabeen Sports High School. Um, and that was, a, that was a great breeding ground uh, for a lot of different types of athletes. And it was great for me to mix with a whole different range of athletes. Um, and, uh, and I can't say I was the best student at school. Uh, I think I'd prefer to spend most of my time kind of at the beach or playing, playing sport. 
Mum, mum sort of said to me after I'd had a little bit of a, a fun period, she said, right, what are you going to do? Otherwise I'm, I'm booting you out. And so, uh, and so I had to really think about what I wanted to do from, from a career point of view. At that time, I didn't see myself uh, going to university, um, but I'd been training in the gym. Mum had started me when I was relatively young. Um, and, uh, and I'd always loved training in the gym with myself and, and with some friends. And, and I just thought, you know what, I, I think this is a career that fits who I am as a, as a person. I'm physically active. I love to motivate people. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I got, got in contact with, with, uh, someone I knew. That's how it all began. Um, I did my qualification and started as a junior PT there and, uh, and just slowly, slowly went about building the business. Um, it was it was really challenging, but also really fun. I think for me, because I've always been active and I've always been entrepreneurial, the idea of building my own business was just really, uh, was really satisfying. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I built that up. You know, I had, by the age of about 21, um, a couple of practitioners working for me, uh, other PTs, and, um, and seemingly life was going pretty well. You know, my lunch times were, was spent, uh, you know, in the beach, just swimming, and, and then I'd do some clients in the morning, the evening. But, um, but there was this kind of nagging feeling deep down that I was a little bit stale and, uh, and intellectually a little bit frustrated. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I, I kind of spent some time thinking about that and eventually made the decision. So I went to UNSW, I did a science degree, um, but as I did that, I kept my PT business going. That, that was always, you know, a, a core component for me. Um, and uh, so I did a science degree at UNSW. And then as I was getting towards the end of that degree, I, I was pretty clear that the, me as a person was not going to function well as someone who worked in a lab all day with a pet. And um, even though I love science and I love studying, um, I just knew it wasn't the right path for me. And, uh, and someone said to me, hey, what about medicine? Uh, you, you like interacting with people. You love the health aspect um, from, from a PT point of view. And, and that just made a lot of sense at the time. So I really, um, I, I obsessed over trying to get into medical school. I mean, I, I pretty much locked myself in a room for three or four months um, from the moment I woke up at 6 a.m. to the moment I went to bed at 10, I, I just sat at my desk and I studied and I prepped and, um, and I managed to, to do the entrance exam interviews and, and was fortunate enough to get, get a place at Sydney Medical School. Um, and, uh, and that's when life really kind of took a massive turn. I, I had to move myself out to the city um, and yeah, being, being in a hospital environment was, was very different to being in a gym environment. Um, you know, and I went from, I went from being the master of my own domain, um, and controlling my business and everything I do to, to being part of this very hierarchical structure. And so, yeah, I, I spent four years studying medicine and, uh, I graduated and, uh, this whole time whilst, while studying, I kept the PT business going, you know, I, I had to, uh, I had to juggle the, the two commitments in the sense that I still needed, uh, I still needed to put food on the table. Um, and, 
and so yeah, basically I graduated and um, I started working in the public hospital system. I did my internship, got my general registration, and uh, once again, just found myself in this situation where so many things I loved about medicine, whatever it might be, I just couldn't quite see myself doing that. And you know, that, that, that was a pretty big moment. I remember actually the moment that that happened. Um, I flew down to Melbourne to do one of these startup boot camps um, and I spent the whole weekend there. And, uh, and I was just so juiced. Just everyone was there. We were all trying to just brainstorm and work on ideas. And, and I remember coming back, getting to the wards at about 7 a.m. and just thinking, I'm just not serving myself and I'm not serving the patients. And, uh, and I think there's a better path for me. So just walked into my boss's office and, and said, I really need your help. I need you to help me kind of plan out where to from here. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, we did that. And then eventually I, I left my hospital role and um, just got back to what I knew, which was building my PT business up again. Um, and uh, and that, was, that was challenging in and of itself. I think, um, you know, you, you, you feel like you move on from something and then, and then you come back to it. Um, but, uh, but it was great. I, I pushed really hard, um, built the PT numbers right back up. And, uh, and then, yeah, now I am where I am, which is, um, is kind of building my own, my own little concept, um, which, uh, yeah, it's really rewarding. Um, and still, you know, for me, it's, it's about retaining that, that movement, that core piece of movement that I really believe in. I believe that, that exercise is absolutely a, a fundamental of not only quality of life, but also helping people to live longer. Um, and so for me, exercise is, is more of a tool for helping people in their health than it is for helping people in how they look. So for me, it's about combining movement with medicine. Um, and, and now things are just kind of taking an organic turn. We're starting to get other practitioners who are hearing what I'm doing and they're, they're wanting to, to jump on board and be a part of that. So um, slowly but surely, you know, we've, we've added strength and conditioning, massage, chiro, um, dietitian and slowly but surely we're starting to really build out a bit of a, a health healthcare collective um, it's really it's really about a place where people challenge themselves to build a brand for themselves rather than work for me um, and so what's great about that is I find myself more in a, a mentorship role than, and that's that's really rewarding you know see, seeing people trying to tease out and find what is their unique point of difference and, and helping them to, to kind of build their own thing rather than something for someone else. Um, but still in, in a, in a environment that's, you know, supportive and challenging. Wow. What a, uh, what a journey. I've got a few questions that I want to throw in there. Just before oh. I do, you were mentioning about your current practice. Am I right in saying that you're actually looking for a personal trainer or personal trainers to join you there, Anthony? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we, um, we're based in the Sydney CBD and, uh, 
there's certainly no shortage of, of people in the CBD. And I know that, that myself, I'm getting you know, more leads than I can have, handle. Um, and certainly the guys who have come in, their books fill up relatively fast. Um, so yeah, I'm always on the lookout for, for people who are entrepreneurial, who are driven, who are uh, customer focused, care focused, uh, um, to, uh, to come and, and test themselves. I mean, I think, I think the CBD is, it is a double-edged sword. It's, it's a place that can be extremely rewarding and lucrative, um, but at the same time, it's, it's extremely competitive. So if, you, if you're not willing to work hard, you get found out pretty quickly. So, um, so yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, always, I'm always keen to, to meet new people and, and, uh, and see, see how things play out. Awesome. So if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what? I like this Anthony guy. I like what he's about. Wouldn't mind um, seeing if there's something that we can do together. I'll put some links in the show notes. I'll probably, your website, is that the best place for me to direct people? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my, my email too. People can in, uh, email at info at anthonybloomfield.com.au. I'll give you that, Jono. No worries. Awesome. Easy. All right. Cool. Well, let's just um, review that story a bit. Let me make sure I've got it all right. So essentially, you finished high school, you got straight into, you did your cert three and four, got into the fitness side of things, started working in a gym pretty much straight away. That was the first part? Yeah, that's right. Awesome. You were about 21 and you had, did you say you had two or three trainers working for you at 21? Yeah, that's right. Awesome. I actually, and to be, to be frank with you, I, I, I sucked. Um, I don't think I, I quite had the, the maturity to, uh, to, to cope with, with people at that age. Um, and that's not to say that you can't. That's just my own personal experience. Um, I, think, I think the greatest lesson that I learned at that time was that um, it's not about you and what you do and how you want things done. It's those things out. Um, and also, it's really important to to match the right client with the right person. Not, not only from an objectives point of view, you know, we all have different uh, niches or focus with the type of exercise we like doing, but I actually think it's really important to match the right person, the right personality, the right character, the right traits. Um, and I think, I think at that time, I just wasn't uh, attuned to those requirements. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I found it really hard. Um, and look, I still have those challenges, but uh, I've certainly learned along the way. Yes, 100%. Let's even go a step before that, Anthony. How did you get busy enough to get those two or three people under you? Any tips you can give my listeners there for people that are maybe in that position, starting off, they're 20, 21, they're like, man, I'm struggling to fill my own books, let alone having a couple of trainers under me. Any quick tips yeah. or, or theories or philosophies you can give us with that? So at that time, I went back to basics. I made a list of every single person that I knew. Mm. And I just, uh, I just hit the phones trying to catch up for coffee, uh, catch up for a drink and, and, you know, see where they were at in life, um, first of all. And then secondly, see where they were at from a movement point of view. And, and if I genuinely felt that, that I could add value to that person, then, uh, then I just put it to them. Um, to see if they were interested to, to come in and, and have a session or two. Um, but also, when you're, when you're starting off and you're new, you want to get as many miles under the belt as you can, irrespective of how much you're getting paid. You just want to be going through the process of constructing sessions, putting people through sessions, getting feedback about the 
types of exercise, the intensity. Um, so yeah, the first thing I did was was tap my existing network and and the you know even for the people who I, I met who were, were not necessarily a good fit, you know there's always one degree of separation. So the follow-up question can be, so you know do you know anyone that you know who might be suitable for, for what I'm looking to do? And uh, you'd actually be surprised how many people would say, oh actually yeah, like I've got some guy in the office who who was talking about doing something. Um, so, um, so yeah, that was the, that was the, the first thing that I did. Um, and then the other thing was I just tried to spend as much time on the gym floor as possible, just treating people with care and respect. Um, that goes a long way. Uh, often people make decisions on who they like, not necessarily who they think is the best, best qualified or the most experienced, um, you know, because care, care of people, you know, to care for someone is, is to show interest or concern, right? And uh, I actually think PT is just another form of healthcare. So, you know, if, if someone's health is their physical, their psychological state, um, and care, you know, is to show interest or concern, then, you know, think about that. Think about how you can show interest or concern in someone's, you know, psychological, their physical state of being. And if you do that consistently, you'll be surprised how many clients um, you, you pick up over time. But I think if you, if you put enough value out into the world up front, eventually things come your way. Um, so yeah, that was that. And then, um, and then I just, I just made myself uh, a real pest with the gym managers um, <laughs> and did whatever I could to, to try and offer comp sessions for any new members. I think, I think new members are a, are a big opportunity because I mean, if you think about what it takes for someone to join a gym, Often it's a long time that goes on before they actually make the decision to join. There's a lot of um, nervousness about going into a gym and seeing all these people who know what they're doing. Um, so I think, I think if you can find someone who's new in a gym and add value to them, that, that's a huge opportunity. So yeah, those, those were the basic things I did first up. Wow. So much good information there. I've got to summarize just that because there's so many bits of gold there. And I really think if you're listening to this, if you just follow those steps there, you'll fill your books. And I'll just summarize what Anthony said there. So the first strategy I loved, it was simply just reaching out to people I know, getting on the phone and meet, or even if you could stay on the phone, but essentially um, someone that you know, get in contact with them, have a genuine conversation with them. And if you can help them out, great. Like to me, that's essentially business. If you, no matter what sort of marketing you're doing, what sort of sales you're doing, that's essentially what you're doing is just reaching people, having a chat to them. If they, if you can add value, great. If not, that's okay too. I love that there. And I love how you did it with your existing network because that's the easiest place to start. And I think it can get intimidating at the start for a personal trainer or any business person where they're like, oh, I've got to go and, you know, do all this social media stuff and I've got to go and do all these different things. And hey, they're not bad, but if you've got a group of people that you already know, like my background's in boot camp, right? I'm pretty sure I could even fill a boot camp tomorrow just with people I went to high school with. I could probably send out a bulk message and, and just fill it out if you can just connect with those people there. So I love that. And then Anthony took it a step further as well with the referral where it may be, and that can work both ways as well. It can be like, all right, you reach out and you chat to someone and they weren't a fit, but it may just be a matter of asking, cool, hey, you know, do you know anyone that may be a fit? And that can then get you a client there and also leverage your time. Because if you do it that way, it's like, all right, cool, I've spent 
half an hour talking to this person, but it hasn't been a waste of time because I've got another lead there. But it can also work the other way as well, where even if someone does sign up with you, great. Hey, do you know anyone else that may be interested as well? So I love that strategy there. I then love the spending time on the gym floor and to summarize, just being a good person, right? Just showing people that you're a good person. What my favorite quote of all time is people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, right? And if you can just go in with, with that philosophy there because Anthony hit the nail on the head, right? Let's say you've got Let's use me and let's use Arnold Schwarzenegger as an example. Now, if you're just listening to the audio on this, I'm no Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? So let's say someone's looking for a personal trainer. They can be like, wow, I can train with this guy that's won a million bodybuilding comps. But if that person, if Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't care about them and they can train with me and I do care about them, hey, I think they could potentially pick me over Arnold Schwarzenegger just because I care about them. Right, so that's such an important point there, and I love the the value in value out. What I've found now, I know this isn't a science, and I know you're a, a man of science there, Anthony. But what I've found just personally is, yeah, if I put some value into the world, sooner or later it comes back, and it may not be instant. It may not be like, oh, I gave someone a free personal training session and they didn't sign up; it was a waste of time. But I found I find one way or another it comes back. So I love those three tips there and I recommend everyone implement those. Let me summarize then, I guess, the next part of the journey. You then from there went and did your studies. You went and studied science. You went and studied medicine. Then it, the, the hospital side of things wasn't for you. So you got back into the PT side of things. Did you start straight away back at the studio you're at now? No. So um, at that time, we, we'd actually, so throughout medical school, um, We'd, uh, we'd negotiated a contract with a, a hotel in the city where we could utilize their space. Um, and so I, I had that contract going and I had, had a couple of subcontractors still doing some sessions. Um, and so, yeah, that, that was my first port of call to go back to that studio um, and just start pretty much from scratch again with my own books, straight back to the first principles that, that we just talked about. Um, and, uh, you know, like to be honest, I hardly use social media. I know that's taboo with me. When I look at return on investment, um, it's, just, it's just easy to, to stick to those key principles. I, I know how to do them. I know how to do them well. Um, and I think that's an important thing. You've got to find what works well for you. So if you're killing it with social media, then stick to that. But if you find it hard and you're not, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes simplest is the best. I, I strongly believe that. I'm always thinking about not just from a sales point of view, but from my whole business operations, from my training methodologies point of view, I'm always thinking about how can I actually make this simpler for a person? Like, like why do I say do eight reps instead of 10 or nine reps? Or like, like just deconstructing every little thing that I do about how I can make it simpler. And you'll actually find over time that if you do things simply consistently, you actually get results. Yes, I love that. They're two of my favorite words, simple and consistent. If you just keep yeah. doing those, things are going to happen. So, all right, cool. So I've just got one more question on this journey then. That, um, that jump from when you went into that space where you were rent, uh, leasing up the space to your own studio now or your own practice now, how did that jump occur? Yeah. So basically, we, we couldn't come to so the lease at that space ended and we couldn't come to a commercial agreement. 
And actually quite quickly, I, I had to find another space. Um, and so I, I, I went looking for a space, found a good one, um, and uh, I went, went and did it. And honestly, starting your own space is completely horrendous and I wouldn't do it. And it's part of the philosophy of what we're doing here is to try and save people the trouble of ever having to do that again. I mean, first of all, the cost of setting up your own space, you've got commercial bond, you've got fit out costs, and so, yeah, I found myself in a complete and utter world of pain, just, you know, working 80-hour 80, 80 weeks at least. Um, it was funny, I saw, a, I saw a, a quote on LinkedIn that was like, you know, we as business owners, we, we work 80 hours a week so we don't have to work 40. And I'm just like, that is so true, you know? Like, um, we're completely full at that stage. And, and I just thought to myself, like, how do people do this with with you know half their books full or three quarters like you really you need a huge amount of cash flow to get a gym off the ground and our gym is not big at all i mean it's small um but uh but i think that that jump was a huge learning curve from my point of view and it's actually it's out of that pain that has come the business model that is wellshare i mean really the premise about wellshare is to provide a space for people to build their own brand. It's not about my brand, it's about people being able to display their picture on the wall or their business cards on the desk and have their provide the space, right? You wear what you wanna wear, you turn up when you wanna work. Like all of that, it's about complete autonomy. And I wish, I guess for me, that's what I wished was available when I had made the jump, right? If that was available at that time, I would have just done that rather than set up my own space. I, and it's funny because I remember when I was uh, one of my mentors who had set up like a number of gyms at that time. He just said to me, don't ever set up a gym. And I was like, yeah, yeah. What do you know, old man? But like, honestly, like if, if you, if you don't, uh, yeah, if you, if, if you don't have all the ducks uh, aligned, you don't have a lot of cash. Uh, it's, it could be pretty, pretty painful. Yes. Well, I love I love a few things there. I even love that little story there because I think there's a few takeaways there. One thing I love, one thing I love about life is I find you do something and you either win or you learn, right? There's no losers and Anthony learns a lot from there. And I love how that's also, that's why you've got, what you've got set up now is essentially like, hey, I wish this was around when I, I was started because I would have done that there. So I love that because that's how I go into every business venture as well, where it's like, I want to set it up where it's like, Hey, I want to provide something that I didn't have when I was coming up. So it's going to make it easier for the other people. And I love how it's so successful now. And once again, Anthony is looking for trainers. So if you're interested, I'll put the links in the email in the show notes and you can contact Anthony there. Now, Anthony, from there, we're coming to the end of the podcast. There's a few questions I like to finish all the podcasts, all my podcasts off with. The first one is mentors, books, or podcasts. So what can you give us there? Any advice for our listeners? Any mentors that you follow? Any books that you recommend they read? Any favorite books of yourself? If you can rattle off a couple of each, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I've got so many, but I'll, I'll just pick a couple. Um, so from a business point of view, um, Disciplined Entrepreneurship, um, and it's written by Bill Orlett, who's the head of entrepreneurship from MIT University in the US. Um, and basically, he, he's got this methodology. It's like a 24-step process 
when you first come up with a business idea, there's a way to evaluate whether or not, and it's just, yeah, it's a really fun book. Um, the other one I like is uh, Business Model Canvas. Um, it's it's a, a great book for putting up on, on your wall, your office wall or your, your home wall and just kind of mapping out everything about your business. Um, there's a book uh, from Dublin called uh, 10 Types of Innovation. And that book centers around this idea that you um, tend to, tend to um, have quite significant changes in in, I think it's four of these different types of innovation that you can have. So it's a great thing to just kind of expose your idea or your business model to, to see whether or not anything you're doing truly is transformative. Um, in terms of, uh, you believe have really succeeded, um, you know, there's obviously the, the, uh, the biographies, uh, the Steve Jobs one, um, the, uh, the everything store, which chronicles Jeff Bezos from Amazon, um, uh, and then, yeah, I, I guess from a, from a mindset point of view, probably when I was 19, the book that had a biggest impact on me with books, like some, sometimes uh, a book is powerful, not just because what's written in it, but the timing in which you actually read it. Um, so, so just because you've read a book once before, it doesn't mean you shouldn't pick it up again sometime later in your life. Um, and for me at that time, that book just, um, yeah, help me see a few few home truths that I needed to address. That uh, it actually uh, jumped out. The the connection just cut out exactly when you named the book. What was the book? Sorry. Oh, uh, Awaken the Giant Within. Oh, yes. yes, that's my uh, one favorite actually. Yeah, and uh, and then in terms of podcasts, I really love the um, the How I Built This by Guy Raz, um, which is just basically a whole range of. Um, a whole range of uh, stories from entrepreneurs. Entrepreneur is Sarah Blakely, who started Stakes. Um, and yeah, you listen to that podcast, you hear her story, you'll, you'll understand like the hustle that she showed was just awesome. Um, and then you've got the old, the old classics like Tim Ferriss and Gary Vee and all these kind of guys. Um, but, uh, but yeah, for me, I, I try and, I try and listen to as much as I can because, you know, walking, walking from home to work or I could just get more hours in and I'm very much driven around maximizing my time and trying to squeeze everything I can. Um, so yeah, I've always got audio books or, or podcasts going. Love those recommendations. You mentioned, um, some of my favorites there and especially the Anthony Robbins book. He's a huge idol of mine. I do. Whenever he's in Sydney, I go to all his shows. I sign up for all his programs. I buy all his audio books, uh, all his audio programs. So I'm a huge fan. Um, but hey, Anthony, that's actually all we've got time for today. I wish you very best of luck on the award. I'm sure you're in with a very good chance. Just before I leave you to it, is there anything I left out? Is there anything I should have asked you that didn't or anything you want to get off your chest before we leave you to it? No, I, I really enjoyed uh, really enjoyed this discussion. Um, I hope the, the listeners got got some value from it. Um, my my doors always open in so far as uh, of PTs coming through. Um, if you've got business questions or or you want to just be part of a community, um, yeah, always happy to get get an email. We're going to start doing a bunch of events uh, in the space. Open. So yeah, just always happy to, to get questions from people and, and add as much value as I can. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you very much for your time there, Anthony, and good luck with your award.
Thanks so much. Cheers, Joe. If you liked the show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your boot camp, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Well, check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes, all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you, while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.